be dealing with um, a very heavy subject. Everybody say heavy. Because you see, I think in life, it would have been very nice in life to think or assume that everybody likes you. In fact, never look inside you to determine whether people like you or not. Look around. Don't look inside because if you look inside because of how good and how innocent you are, you will conclude that everybody likes you. So, don't look inside you and make assumptions. Look around. One of the biggest errors in life is to assume that everybody is like you. There are some of you here, you can never kill a human being. But others shoot and kill for entertainment. Listen, they can fire a human being, he's lying down dying and they are laughing and they are looking for the next person to kill. It's their hobby. It would be wrong to think everybody's like you. When you assume everybody is like you. Then you office and assume that your boss likes you and wishes you well. There are places in this world you get a car, you can't even drive it because of something called envy. When Samuel received the instruction, now let's go to first Samuel 16. Fill your horn with oil and go to Jesse the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king among his sons. Verse 2. And Samuel said, How shall I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. If Saul hear it, he will kill me. What Samuel was about to do was to change the leadership of Israel. What he was about to do was to turn a shepherd into a king. Promote a poor man from poverty to prosperity. What he was about to do was to change the destiny of a man. He was about to take somebody who was not a firstborn in his family and give him a birthright and move him from the back of the line to the front. And because success can generate envy, Samuel, who was an old man and experienced, said unto God, Father, if I fill this horn with oil to go and pour it on David, there is a man called Saul. If he hears it, he will kill me. If Saul hears it, he will what? Kill me. When Saul finally heard it, apart from Samuel, he started pursuing the one who received the oil. So if Saul hear it, you too. <laughs> Fill your home with oil. And he said, if I do, if Saul hears it, he will kill me. For every anointing you receive, there is likely to be a Samuel 
who administers the oil and there is likely to be a soul who attacks the oil. Can I say that? For every oil and anointing you receive, there is likely to be a Samuel who administers that oil and there is likely to be a soul who attacks the oil. You must be conscious of it. Some years ago, I wrote a book called Overcoming the Spirit of Envy. I'm speaking from that one. And the chapter 6, I call it the soul spirit. That spirit that attacks an anointing. It attacks grace. It attacks prosperity. It attacks favor. The man Saul, the thing about Saul is that Saul, if Saul hears it, he will kill me. But let's look at who this man Saul is. But who is this man Saul? This Saul was a blessed man. Blessed. The Bible said to King Saul, from his shoulders upwards, there was nobody who looked like that in the whole of Israel. Nice man, strong. With his son, Jonathan, the Bible said the beauty of Israel is slain upon the mountains. That man with his son formed this elegant, elegant pair. Beautiful, strong, swift like eagles. Powerful warriors. Royalty was upon them. When they met the man, the king, the whole of Israel looked at him and said, Ephatau. The man was not the kind who carried royalty and everybody thought it was a contradiction of justice. He carried royalty and they saw it as congruent with justice and common sense. Nice man. God had blessed him. The throne was his. The kingdom was his. Prosperity was his. But if Saul hear it, he will kill me. Now, if Saul hears this oil on this man, Saul will kill me. King Saul, you have everything. The only thing this man has is oil. Oh, sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, it takes you time to understand that the most envious people in this world are the people who have everything. The only thing, the thing that makes them angry is not because God has denied them anything. The thing that makes them angry is the fact that you also have food to eat and you don't have to beg them before you eat the food. You see, they wish day you will be in their house to beg for food. Your boss wishes that every day you will come to him and ask for salary advance to pay your rent. He has houses, mansions. You have built a little two bedroom quarters. The man will put you on investigation. Where did you embezzle money from as a driver to build a house? Simple driver, ordinary driver, how did you build a house? Oh, Mr. MD, have you forgotten there is something called grace? You yourself, where did you appear from? You are a product of grace who is trying to improve.
prison others from receiving grace but the same grace you benefited from out of his fullness the fullness of jesus we have all received grace for grace i pray in the name of the lord jesus christ that god will bless you from grace to grace and from glory to glory in the name of jesus come and clap your hands and scream it you see the soul spirit is the spirit that has everything but fights everybody for having something can i say it again it has everything but fights everybody for having something the person has a car but your bicycle annoys it because the fact that you have a bicycle means that you will not need a lift from him again He owns a company. But the fact that you have a kiosk called your own annoys him. The soul spirit will celebrate you as long as your gift is used to build their empire. But if you attempt doing something for yourself, you will face their wrath. As long as you are a slave, they are okay with it. But when you want to be self-sufficient, you invoke anger. May the Lord protect you from any soul spirit that will seek to destroy you. Your oil will attract a soul. That soul spirit, soul spirit is a spirit that, that attacks people it made itself. There is nothing David was that Saul didn't make him. David was in the wilderness. He was nothing. It was Saul himself who called him. Gave him opportunity to stand in the palace and play music. Amen. But you know, Saul was a very ungrateful man. Very, very ungrateful. This is a guy who demons were attacking. And they went and brought David to play music for him. And anytime he played the music, the demons left. Later on, David fought against Goliath and overcame Goliath. When they brought David back to Saul. He asked him, whose son are you? But this was the same man who used to stand in front of you and play for demons to leave you. But he was using the man like a machine. Even after a battle, he couldn't recognize him. The soul spirit uses human beings like robots and machines. That is what your boss does to you. Go here. Come here. Go here. Come here. But one casa onimo. Anytime your boss stays with you for two years and sees you and must ask your name again. And for those of us who are young pastors in ministries, you can be in a church for five years and your senior pastor doesn't know your name. He doesn't know your wife's name. He calls your wife um, 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 Roland's wife. But she's not Roland's wife. Her name is Margaret. She has a name. My sheep hear my voice. I call them by name and they follow me. I pray that God will give you not a boss, but may God give you a mentor, a father, a leader, somebody who will raise you. Watch this. Watch this. May God give you somebody who will raise you not for himself, but raise you for you. 
Am I, am I talking to you at all? Anybody who gets angry when you don't do what they want you to do, it is a soul spirit. You know what one day David told Jonathan? David told Jonathan, okay, today there is a feast. I will not come. My seat will be empty. If your father is angry that I didn't come, come and tell me so that I will run far away. But if the man is not angry, it means that his heart towards me is good. Jonathan went to the party. David refused to show up. Jonathan said, mm, David, no crana or canoe. So David, Jonathan ran immediately to David and told him, look, today Saul is very, very angry. Now run for your life. A husband who would never celebrate you for you. You just got a master's degree. Your husband is angry. That man is Saul. I'm not saying change your husband's name from Samuel to Saul. Am I, am I preaching to somebody at all? The soul spirit will never be happy for you. Where did you get that dress from? Because the soul spirit believes that until it gives you a dress, you have no right to wear a dress. Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastors of Angkor presents Strategic Ambushment 2014 with Eastwood Anaba. Theme, Encounter with Jesus Christ. Date, Wednesday the 17th to Friday the 19th of December 2014. And a joint celebration service on Sunday the 21st of December 2014. Times, 5.30pm each night and 8am on Sunday morning. On Boxing Day the 26th of December 2014, there will be a special morning service with Pastor Eastwood that Green Pastures from 5.30am. Venue, Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastors of Angkor Sportem, directly opposite the Unity Oil Filling Station of Yachimota Insawem Road. Your host is Reverend Clement Ancheba, Head Pastor, Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastors of Angkor. Join us. Let's end the year with this unique encounter with Jesus Christ. Fountain Gate Chapel, people is our focus. Or you tell the soul spirit, I have just bought a land and you can see from the face. It's not happy for you. 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1. Very interesting story beginning to unfold. I want to show you this man, David. The man knew how to handle the soul spirit. You see, you must become a specialist. I, I wrote a chapter in that book. Any of you who wants to succeed in life, you must go and take this book on overcoming envy and read it. It will help you. I wrote on something called the Cain spirit. How Cain killed his own brother. One day I was discussing something with a Christian brother. And he told me, he said, oh, reverend, he cannot do anything to me. You know, we have been Christian brothers for a long time. I told him in the Bible, somebody killed his own biological brother. If they can kill biological brother, what is Christian brother? And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Verse number two. Keep going. And Saul took him that day. And would not let, and would let him go no more. Unto his father's house. Stay on verse two. Saul took him that day. And would let him go no more. Unto his father's house. Look at the relationship. He now owned him like his own son. Verse 3. 
And Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own son. Verse number four. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it unto David and his garments, even to his sword and to his bow and to his girdle. Now this is incredible. I wrote about this part of it in my book, The Love Revolution. This is really love. Jonathan knew prophetically that David would become the king. This day, he said, you know what? I endorse God's will for your life. Take everything. Take my girdle. Take my bow. Take my everything. Take my garments. In other words, take my glory, take my security, and take my position. He gave him everything. Verse number five. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. If you want to deal with that Saul spirit, you must behave Mm. don't follow Saul with your heart follow him with your head what did I say don't follow Saul with your heart follow Saul with your what your head your head must be intact eh? juju men and fetish priests and witches and wizards and bosses and authorities you follow them with your what your head. When your pay is increased, don't announce it to everybody. Huh? If your boss, the one, the overall boss in your company tells you something in private, don't tell everybody. It's not every testimony you share. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Then you expose yourself. One day somebody gave a testimony in a church. I called the person and said, please, next time, hold testimonies like this. Because you know what? They provoke envy. The Bible said he behaved himself what? Wisely. Wherever. The king sent him. He, sent him, he set him over the men of war and he was accepted in the sight of all the people. And also in the sight of his servants. Now, how many of you remember what David did to Uriah? David sent Uriah to the part of the battle that was heated. And the man didn't know that they sent him there to kill him. There are assignments your boss can give to you and he knows you will not return. Adewewashada is a setup. He knows you will not return. And you know, when I read the Bible and re realized that the man who did that thing was David. There used to be a song when we were children. They used to say, Sronipanajai Samai. So you can imagine, Uriah, good man, oh, at the gate. He said, I will not leave God's soldiers and go and sleep with my wife when God's men are in battle. And he loved the king. And the king said, go home. He refused and slept at the king's gate. Innocent man. He was following the king with his heart. His head was not working. He went into the battle. I can imagine Uriah that day. The army commander, Joab and everybody. They said, Uriah, Uri, Uri, Uri. To the left, to the left, to the left. He said, yes sir, yes sir. Only God had planned. Joab put this man in the place in the battle where he cannot return. Every assignment they give you, 
pray before you execute it. When they tell you go north, think twice. They say go south, think twice. They say go east, think twice. Ask the Lord, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways and the paths of death. May the Lord give you a discerning spirit. May God make you wise. May you move in divine wisdom. May you be harmless as a dove, but may God make you wise as a serpent. Receive that in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands and shout and praise God. Am I, am I talking to you at all? Some of you just love to relate to big people. Oh, the chief is my friend. The king is my friend. I like big people. But you see, there is nothing to be proud about over there. Nothing. No, nothing to be proud about over there. So, oh, my boss, my boss is my friend. My boss just sent me here. Now to taxi. Or you are sitting in a car. Oh, my boss just sent me. Oh, media Minkwana be boss, not trusting you. Into me is here. Uriah. They are planting you in a place in a battle where you will go and not return. Some of you who are up and coming in your companies, many of them die and we don't know what killed them. Poisoned beer, poisoned Guinness, poisoned food, and these days they just poison people. They poison your food, they poison your swimming pool, they poison your, your water, they poison almost everything about you and around you. And you are walking about, oh, I'm the closest person to my boss. David was the closest. King Saul made him everything he was. But King Saul knew that this man is going to become a king. Listen, he even arranged a wife for him. Michal, so that she would be a snare to the man. Can you imagine this? Even marriage, a warrior cries somebody for you to embrace in the night and no cry a trap. So anytime he held Michal and said, I love you, Michal said, Ankaunima. If you knew what is in your bosom. Listen, when you are embracing, be careful. Oh. So you know, sometimes some of you who are young, young people working in companies, your MD will go and bring some Fiangra girl, some 21-year-old girl. And then comes he says, oh, um, Michael, I want you to go on assignment with this lady. She's a very good lady. She's going to help you a lot. Anytime you are going to do this and this and this, you call her. She can take your notes for you. She can do this and this and this and this for you. And you are also very happy. And your boss knows that this is a pretty girl. And he knows that within two years, this girl can bring you down. This girl has been paid money. She is bribed. I mean, she knows what she's doing. Before long, your marriage is over. Your family is over. Your life is basa, basa, basa. And let me tell you this. Anytime you are a man and you sleep with one prostitute, you have established a contract that will continue the rest of your life. Am I talking to somebody at all? But David behaved himself wisely. And you and I know the way he used to do it. Anytime the man wanted to fight, he asked God, should I go straight? Should I go around? How should I go about this battle? David never went into warfare without consultation with God. One day when he had to pursue, overtake and recover all, he said, bring me the effort. And they brought him the effort. And he inquired of the Lord saying, 
Behave wisely. Behave wisely. Think. He behaved himself what? Wisely. And I'm sure David also knew. The Bible said he had favor with all the servants. The Bible said, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. The man knew King Saul's servants have accepted him, but he was very smart. He said, you know what? I must be careful what I say and what I don't say. Some of the people around you who are around the king, in your office, your department, your house, your ministry, they are spies. Behave wisely. Don't let your mouth leak like a buta. A buta is the kettle the Muslims used to go to prayer. Don't let your mouth leak. Hold your mouth tight. Keep your heart shut. Be wise in the way you conduct yourself if you want to survive. The Bible said, and David acted wisely. Let's go to the verse number six. Verse number six. And it came to pass as they came when David was returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet Saul with tabrets and with joy and with the instruments of music. Verse number seven. Verse number seven. And the women answered one another as they played and they said, Saul has slain his thousands and David has slain his ten thousands. Verse number eight. And Saul was very rough. And the saying displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousands. And to me, they have ascribed but thousands. What more can he have but the kingdom? All these things. Take your home. Fill it with oil and go. King Saul was prophetic enough to understand that oil made him what he is. And if they pour oil on somebody, the person can become what he is. Oh, let me tell you this, people. Witches know the oil that is coming upon you this week. Principalities and powers know. Some of your bosses know you are attending a prayer meeting because by now they too they are somewhere. Can I say that again? Some of your bosses by now are somewhere and they are looking at you in a mirror. They can see me talking to you. But David behaved himself wisely. He has slain his ten thousands. Me, they have given me just thousands. Verse 9. And Saul eyed David from that day forward. From that day forward, the man who he had brought to his house and never let him go. The man who he had given opportunity to fight Goliath. The man who used to play music. And then demons will leave him. From now onwards, everything has changed. Nah, something scary is about to come up. Verse 10. And it came to pass on the morrow that an evil spirit from God came upon Saul and he prophesied in the midst of the house. Stay there. How can you have an evil spirit and prophesy? And as for the Jews, they had a general conclusion that everything came from God. So if it's an evil spirit, from God. Good spirit from God. Everything they believed, it was from God. So that evil spirit from God doesn't mean that God manufactures demons and puts them on people. But they saw everything as coming from God. But the Bible said, when that evil spirit came on the man, he prophesied. So people can mix prophecy with evil spirit. Yeah.